Hello. Hello. Hi. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, welcome back to the podcast, you guys. Um, Hannah and I are going to be talking about adoption this week yes. and our thoughts on that. Um, I was actually talking to mom about this today. And I know, I mean, I'll tell my story a little like quick and then you can tell your story. Um, but so I was born in Richmond, Virginia in 91 in September. And then I, my parents got me November 1st and I was with a foster family for those few months. And um, I actually was free. I always tell everyone that I was for free because basically I was. So I uh, didn't have to yeah. pay like um, <laughs> adoption fees because I was really sick. I had um, a hole in my heart and yeah. I always thought I was mom and dad's favorite. I'm like, I see you guys so much money. And mom's like, no, we paid for your college. Hush, hush. Quiet. <laughs> so, um, and so, yeah. And then I know, I know that you have met your birth family and mm-hmm. I have just never really, this sounds so bad, but I've just never really felt that void in my life. And I don't want to use the word don't care because that's terrible, but like I've never felt like I needed to go and find them, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. And I know that our family, you know, everyone's had a different opinion on it. And I know that, how many of you have met your family now? Like four of you or five, I think? Um, let's see. I think most people One, have. Two, three, four, five of us yeah. have met our our birth families yeah Yeah. so you and the two youngest I think are the only ones who don't know their birth family right and my adoption was closed so that just means that they don't tell us who their names are and kind of that information and things of that nature and they they want it that way um yeah so yeah I don't know I just always was very I think I just accepted the fact that I was adopted but I I always just knew that I it was for the better and I just mm-hmm. felt really lucky in our family and just was able to do what I wanted and just was super happy about that growing up. So I just never felt, not that you guys weren't happy growing up and you were like, no, oh, yeah. where's my mom and dad? But for me, <laughs> I was just like very satisfied with the whole situation in general. So, and I know that doesn't always happen all the time, but yeah, no, for sure. Like that. So, and I think, yeah. I think when it comes to finding your birth family, you should definitely wait until it's something that you feel like you're ready for because- yeah. You honestly have no idea, you know, who these people are. Yeah. And what it's going to be like. It's crazy. So I definitely like, I like, I stand by you wanting to wait until you're ready because I think everybody should do that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think all of them will be, I may not. (laughs) And that's, that's, and that's like, that's your prerogative. Like that's for you to decide and nobody else. And I think that like, it's, I think it's, admirable that you've decided this is your journey and you're going to take it however you want to take it and follow you know what works for you mm-hmm. as opposed to because I think like I waited for a while after I turned 18 like it wasn't like I ran off you know and yeah. found them I think most yeah. of our I think most of our siblings we all had closed adoptions I know mom was in contact with our younger brother's mother for a little bit yeah. when he was really little but I think yeah. most of us had closed adoptions and mm-hmm. nowadays that's really like unpopular to have a closed adoption Yes, I it think, is. Um, but I think for me, at least, it was beneficial only because I was an angry teenager and mm-hmm. um, there were... I remember like, those days. <laughs> yeah. Some people are like, days. how are you guys doing a podcast together? You guys hated each other. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Seriously, when I first... 
when I first shared our first podcast, so many of my friends were like, wait, what? What is happening? I was like, I know. Who knew? <laughs> yeah. So I was a really difficult teenager and I was so angry just at the world in general. I'd had mm-hmm. some trauma in my childhood and I just, I was just angry. And I, I know that if I would have known who my birth mother was, I would have relied on her in a way that wouldn't have helped my relationship with our parents. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, that's interesting. Ooh. Like I probably would have called her and been like, my parents are being so unfair, which wasn't true, but it was just how I felt as a teenager. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I even moved out my senior year because I was just so angry at everybody. And I moved I don't even out. I remember that. Yeah, I, was, I, mean, I was in college, so I kind yeah. of missed this whole thing. But. Yeah, for sure. And so if I had known who my birth mother was, I think I would have used it as a crutch that would have been more like detrimental to my upbringing yeah. than it would have been helpful. And like, like you said, I know my birth mom, so... Like, she's a wonderful person. I love her so dearly. But I just think that it was helpful for me to have a closed adoption so that I could just be raised by my parents. And there was no, like, overlining, like, by that. And I actually think in the long run, it helped my relationship with my birth mom when I did find her. And, like, I'll get into that. But I do think the closed adoption, for me at least, was Was, the best option. Well, how do you feel about that now that you've met her? What has that been like, relationship-wise? and and what were you expecting and you know what was kind of the most shocking thing for you for that yeah it's been a journey so I um my birth mom was 16 when she put me up for adoption Mm -hmm. and we've talked about this before I did a YouTube video about it so she is okay with me sharing our story and she tells people about it all the time so (laughs) um but she was 16 when she put me up for adoption um my birth father was significantly older and not my favorite person in the Mm -hmm. world (laughs) and he took off and my birth grandparents my nana and pap pap is what we call them Mm -hmm. um they you know helped her come to the decision to put me up for adoption I was put up for adoption three weeks later. My foster family flew me to Salt Lake City, Mm -hmm. um, where I was placed with mom and dad. Um, And like you, like, I had a pretty good relationship with the idea of adoption. Like, I was never, like, angry that I was adopted. I never felt like, how could she give me up? And, like, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of that has to do with our parents. Um, Yeah. I mean, mean? 100%. Because if we had been in a bad situation, then I think I would have been like, what if? I think I would have thought a lot more about if I had not been adopted and with, with my birth parents. So I think, oh, yeah. I think mom and dad made a huge difference in that. I think they're the reason why I was like, I'm okay with it. Yeah, absolutely. And they had, we had really healthy conversations about adoption. Like people would always ask me like, so when did they tell you you were adopted? And I'm like, well, <laughs> I don't first understand of all, that question. <laughs> like, my, parents are, my parents are white. Okay? <laughs> so it wasn't a secret. <laughs> yeah. I still get that too. And I'm like, I don't, what do you mean? Cause you just know, like I just always knew. And then I just started asking questions when I was younger. And like you said, they were very open about it. So I don't yeah. understand that question. Like when did they tell you? <laughs> I know. I'm like, we're clearly we, not like, the same. Yeah. So. And, um, I think like we had pretty open conversations about adoption, about birth families, about Mm -hmm. birth mothers. And our mom has a really sweet relationship with birth moms and um, just a really loving perspective on them. You know what I mean? And And with the agencies that we came from, because they literally keep calling her sometimes. They're like, hey, there's like a point in time. They're like, hey, we got another one. You interested? (laughs) Yeah. Because I feel like we were coming in like, you know, I don't know, just. Yeah, for sure. Like really quick there. So yeah, and one mm-hmm. right after the other. Yeah. And, uh, so I think she taught me 
um, from a really early age that my birth mom was a really strong, beautiful woman who made a really difficult decision for me and, mm-hmm. and for her so that I could have um, the life that she wanted me to have and that it was a huge sacrifice. And so I carry that mentality like for my whole life. And yeah. I even wrote like a, I wrote like, like, you remember in elementary school, they write you, have you write like essays about like your hero, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I have this essay that I wrote in like second grade. And I wrote about my hero being my birth mom. And I wrote about her like sacrifice that she made for me. And that was really just like, that was the mentality. I think that we were all raised with it. Mom raised us with was just this really admirable, like loving perspective on our birth mothers and the sacrifices (laughs) that they made. So she really helped me not be like, I never had any anger. And I think a lot of that has to do with our mom's way of communicating with us throughout that whole thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then um, when I turned 18, I wasn't in a good place. Like mm-hmm. then I could, so legally when you turn 18, your adoption is no longer closed and right. the adopted child can access the files and contact the birth family if they mm-hmm. please. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but when I was 18, like I was like not in a good place. Um, I hadn't worked through a lot of things that had happened when I was younger and I was angry and I was like self-medicating with drugs and alcohol and um, I just wasn't coping well and I was just angry. And mm-hmm. so I, I knew that if I had found my birth mom, like I had no, like at this point I have no idea who she is. Right. And I would have had nothing to contribute to her life whatsoever. Like I wasn't the person I wanted to be and I didn't know where her life was. So if she was at a bad place in her life, like I couldn't help her or be like a support for her. Cause I could barely handle my own stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. So I didn't look for her when I turned 18 um and then and I got married you go about that did you find her through did you do like I think does 23andMe do that where you can do your DNA plus find members of your family or did you call an agency how did you do that <laughs> it was it's actually a really funny story and I feel weird telling it because I don't want people to think families this easy it just was like a miracle <laughs> for me yeah. So after I got married and had a baby, I was like, oh, I want her to know her grandson and mm-hmm. um, meet my husband. And so um, I was I told Tanner one night, I was like, hey, I think I want to look for my birth mom. And he was like, that sounds good to me. And I told mom yeah. and dad and dad, you know, was like, yeah, I'll pull out your adoption file and we can look at the information that I have. Sure. And so he was going to do that. and We were going to go over for dinner mm-hmm. that week so I could look at it. And that night when I went to bed before dad even had a chance to do that. I Googled on my phone and I was like, how to find your birth family. And this is literally how I found her. (laughs) Literally, I Googled on my phone in the middle of the night and um, this like registry popped up. It was like one of those, one of the first websites that popped up on Google and it was like adoption registry. And it's like, enter your date of birth and the state you were born in. And I was born in Pennsylvania in 1994. Yeah. So I, I, I put in my birthday and Pennsylvania and like, then what pops up is people have posted like posts on there. Uh-huh. Like, Hey, I'm looking for a child that was born in Pennsylvania this year. This is a description. This is this like adoption oh, agency you went through. Yeah. And my birth mom had posted on there when I was like, like the day of my 18th birthday, like she no started way. looking when I turned 18. So I found this post and it was like, Hey, I'm looking for a baby girl that was born in Hanover, Pennsylvania in 1994 yeah. in July. Uh, and um she went through LDS family services and I was like oh my gosh and her email was her first and last name so I Facebook stalked the crap out of her (laughs) 
And, and you knew it was her because you guys look like twins. <laughs> we do. We look so alike. And I started screaming. I was like, get her. Like, look at this woman. I was like, that is my birth mom. Like, look at her. And I, I, I posted a picture in our family group message of her. I actually Facebook. thought it was you for a second. And yeah, I was like, Jordan, you look a little different. Like, I mean, right? I can tell it was you, but. <laughs> yeah. Or was Jordan responded and he was like, did you get a new hairdo? And I was like, no, <laughs> it's not me. And, like, and I was ah. freaking out. And um, so everyone thought it was me. And so I sent her an, a message on Facebook that yeah. night. And I was like, were you nervous? Hi. Oh, I was free. And what do you say? <laughs> like, what do you say? I'm like, I'm 20 years old. Good night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's basically what I said. I was like, hi, I think I might be your kid. Um, my name's Hannah. Like, I don't know, message me. Here's my phone number. Yeah. And she's asleep because at this point, it's like midnight here. It's like yeah. two in the morning where she is. So and... when did she respond? Did you get something in the morning from her? Yeah, like 6 a.m. She okay. woke up and she checked her messages yeah. and she uh, messaged me back. And we're both freaking out. She starts <laughs> calling everybody. She's sending pictures <laughs> to my grandparents. And then we talked on the phone for like seven and a half hours that day. No way. And that was like, I messaged her Sunday night. Mm -hmm. um, she messaged me back Monday morning. And on Thursday, me and Henry and Tanner got on a plane to yeah. go meet her. Oh, wow. And our mom and dad actually helped pay for the plane ticket yeah. so that I could go meet her because they're just, and like a lot of people ask me how my parents feel about me meeting my birth family. Yeah. But there's, so, I mean, that's how supportive they are. They, they paid for my plane tickets so I could go yeah. meet my birth mom. They just love her so dearly and they've always been supportive. And, yeah. um, we met at the airport and we just like ugly sobbed holding each other <laughs> in the airport. Like we're in like the little baggage claim area and we were both just like, Oh, <laughs> like ugly crying. People are staring. It's totally fine. And I have a little sister. Her name is Sade, and I love her so much. I get like emotional every time I talk about her. Oh, cute! Do you guys um, look alike as well? I'm kind of. So we have different fathers, and okay. so she looks a lot like I did when I was younger. Got it. And when she has a full face of makeup on, and I have a full face of makeup on, we look a lot alike. <laughs> and we have we have similar personalities. Like I'm a I was a lot like her as a teenager. Yeah, as she is as a teenager. So yeah, and she's in high school and she's so great. And um, yeah, I met my grandparents and my uncle. Mm -hmm. And I call him Manny, but he doesn't like to be called Manny by anybody yeah. else. So um, you guys, yeah, like, my uncle Manny. You guys like keep in touch a little bit, like, or is it kind of just checking in every once in a while? Or are you guys like really close? What's that like? Um, yeah, we are really close. I would compare it to her being like a sister. Like we talk on the phone. Yeah, like at uh, like. A couple times a week, you know, she oh, FaceTimes cool. to see my kids. Um, and then I fly it. We like one of us flies out there, like, or she flies here. Like she was here to meet James after James came home from the hospital. Mm -hmm. And um, when I first met her and I had more money and less kids, <laughs> I would fly out there like every three months to visit her. Like we are really close. And I think it was weird for um, some of my family members out there because um, they were, they wanted me and her to act like mother and daughter. Mm -hmm. Um, and they wanted me to like speak to her like she was my mom, but we're only, I mean, I think that's know, really hard to do though. Yeah. In this situation, and, I probably would struggle doing that, you know, you know, as well with my birth mom and dad. 
Yeah, it was (laughs) kind of weird, but it was weird. And not for me and my birth mom, we felt pretty easily into this relationship that we have where we were just really close and just happy to be close to each other. And she never pressured me to do anything, but it was uncomfortable for other people in the family that I didn't talk to her like she was my mom. But what they didn't realize is I have a mom. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I kind of forgot all about that. (laughs) Yeah. Like I love Jory and she, we're super close, but, um, I have parents who parent me, you know what I mean? And like, they've been my parents at that point, they've been my parents for 21 years. They're the only parents I've known. And I didn't find Jory because I needed a new parent. I just wanted to know her and she wanted to know me and we just love each other. But it was difficult for other people to understand our relationship. But mine and Joy's relationship with each other has always been really easy. Thank goodness their opinions don't really matter in this situation. Yeah. <laughs> so I would have been like, type it, pal. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> Thank you, though. We are. We're good. We're good. So, yeah, we're, yeah. we're in a really good place. And mm-hmm. I don't know. The whole institution of adoption for me is just something that I, like, love so dearly. And I think um, – Someday I'd like to adopt. Yeah, um, me too. Because, yeah, and I think like <laughs> our parents set, set such a good example about how um, to make adoption work and how to communicate about it and how to raise children with a really positive, loving perspective. And so I would like to like, I guess, carry that on and, right. and give that blessing to somebody else. So I'd like to adopt someday. Yeah, me too. And I think, you know, a lot of, and I always used to think too, that like, you know, she, my mom and dad gave me up too, because they wanted me to be in a loving family, you know, have stability, you know, an opportunity to thrive in the world and things like that. So that's kind of what I've always just, I've always been really positive about it. Cause I'm like, I know they would want the best for me. So Absolutely. I think that's why for me, it was like, so, you know, easy going for me growing up. Cause I always was just like, this is for the best. And I got so lucky to be a part of this family because it's so unique. And I think it's just really interesting. So It is. It's amazing. <laughs> and I'm sure that like most of the people who listen to us know, but for those of you who don't, Angie and I are number five and six out of eight adopted children. I mean, we didn't um, mention that like in any of our <laughs> previous podcasts. I know. I'm like, surprised. We might have. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's eight adopted kids in our family. And, um, well, did we say there was the two oldest are white and six black? Did we say yeah. That? I don't know. I, I don't I know if we mentioned that. I don't, I don't even know. I feel like um, I did at some point, but okay. Well, yeah. So we're a beautiful mixed <laughs> race. It's like beautiful chaos is what our I was just going to say that chaos, chaos, chaos. But I feel like for our family, cause I know that like some of our older siblings have met their families and I feel like it kind of was a positive situation kind of like yours has been and I feel like that really filled their void in actually and mm-hmm. I, think it's made, I, I just feel like we're in a whole different place than our family was like five years ago even like I just feel like yeah. we're so much better with each other and we have so much fun when we're all together at one place like Christmas was so much fun this year so I think I think for some of you it's been a really really positive outcome you know yeah definitely so I think and I think like on on top of meeting our families like I think like growing up together was like challenging at times because there's eight of us. So the age gap, I mean, the oldest is what, 35, 34, 35. I don't know. How no, I think, I think older than that. Cause I think the sec, I think the two, uh, the second and third are like 30, 34. 
So maybe he's 36. And then the youngest is about to turn 20. Yeah, Yeah. so there's like a 16, 17-year age gap between all of us. And so we weren't all super close as kids, right? Yeah. Um, But we're not, but in general, we're not too far apart from each other. I think yeah, no, the no, oldest no. and youngest, it's a big gap, but we're actually pretty close in age yeah. between all of us, which, is, like, which is cool. I, yeah, and I think with us all coming from different backgrounds and things, like, I don't know, like, I just feel like, like, we had a lot of fun and stuff as kids, but I think when we became adults and, um, like, we're all kind of in the same, like, life situation now, everyone's getting married and having kids and we're yeah. all kind of, like, doing the same things, when we get together now... There's a closest, especially with the oldest siblings, because I'm number six. So with the oldest siblings, like, I barely remember them being in the house. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I don't remember a lot of, like, their childhood or anything like that. And so, like, now that we're all adults and, like, kind of, like, more equals, like, we're all a lot closer now. And Christmas, like you said, is, like, it's so much fun. (laughs) Or, like, when we all go to the cabin together, it's just, like, one big party and... Um, it it's amazing. It's yeah. so much fun. Our family is so much fun. We love it. And it's growing. So which is, which is really fun too. So it is. Lovely grandkids yeah. and things like that. Um, uh, oh yeah. I found something really interesting. It was saying that, let me see. Let's see. I don't know if I can find it. Oh yeah. So I was just looking up like kind of facts about adoption and it mm-hmm. said, I don't know from what year this was, but it said about 135,000 children are adopted in the United States each year. And then I know that most of them are Caucasian. And then I know Asian is also a really popular group to adopt from as well. So That is a crazy um, high number. And yeah. And then actually adoption for black children actually went down to 11%. It used to be a lot higher than that, but it's probably because of how our economy is looking and things like that so our world is a little bit messed up right now for race and (laughs) things of that nature so America's having just a tough moment and we'll (laughs) get through it um yeah that's that's a lot of kids it's a lot of kids and and I'm just so grateful that because I know people who went through foster care and I know how hard that can be and I've heard their stories and I'm just like I can't even believe that you went through that and that you're here at work every day so I just feel super blessed that it was kind of a smooth, easy transition for, for me and for most of the kids in our family. And um, so, yeah, we, I feel like we got really lucky. <laughs> we for sure did, especially being adopted as infants. Like yeah. most of us were only a couple of months old. I think almost all of us were only a couple months old when we were adopted. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I think it would have been different too if one of us had been like 13 or 14 years old coming into a family. Right. Because yeah. our family's basically like if mom and dad had had us anyway, because they're like, oh, how is that like getting a new brother or sister? Well, it's like, well, they're brand new. So it's just like, if my just mom like bringing home a baby. baby. Yeah. Yep. So it's not, it wasn't weird in that sense. I know I get that question a lot as well. They're like, how did yeah. it feel to get like new siblings? And like, <laughs> like, how did it feel for it's you just, to have a baby yeah. brother? <laughs> <laughs> it's the so. same thing. You, mom and dad leave <laughs> and they come back with a baby. Things I used to. This is so bad, but I used to when like I would pick on our younger siblings. I used to tell our little sister that I was going to take her back to the baby store <laughs> because I like 
Oh, I don't even know that I even understood adoption at that point in time, but I just, she was bugging me. So I told her I'd take her back to the baby store. So, well, it sounds oh, so man. simple because you pay for a child and it's yours, but then I'm like, no, there's so much more to it. Like, oh, yeah. You have to make sure, sure who it's going to and all that type of paperwork and things of that nature. But if it comes down to it, I guess it does sound really simple. Like, it, it, it does. It sounds, it sounds so easy and it's so not like, yeah. um, one of our mutual friends, I won't say your name, but one of our mutual friends is struggling with infertility right now. Uh-huh. And people that she talks to will just say like, oh, you guys should just adopt. Ah. Like just, just, just adopt. And they say just adopt like it's a vending machine. Yeah. And you put in a quarter and a baby comes out. <laughs> and it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. No. It's not a vending machine. It's an expensive and incredibly like challenging process to go through and it's super yeah. emotional and the tra- challenges don't stop once the baby's in your arms right well, like there's exactly and even before that I know that adoption can last like you can wait for a child for a few months up to like three four years even sometimes so yeah it just and like, that's maybe that happens most with international adoptions obviously if you're trying to get somebody from Asia or Africa or something like that but yeah um, and we our parents our parents even had a couple of birth moms, like depending on the state you're in, the birth mother can change her mind. And yeah, so yeah. our parents <laughs> dealt with a birth mom who, you know, took the baby back and then, you know, said, you know what? No, this is the right choice and sent right. the child home with our parents and stuff. So I, remember that. Yeah. I think it's funny that people talk about like, oh, just adopt. Like it's so simple <laughs> and it really is like a difficult process. And if it's something that you want to do, I don't know that it's something that people should suggest to other people. Like it's like a bandaid for your other problems. Right. But I think if it's something <laughs> that you want to do, it can be like such a beautiful and amazing thing and yeah. bless so many people. And I think that we've just been really lucky to have a really positive experience with adoption and yeah. Do you remember, I, love, I think I love we actually it. got invited to um like a press conference do you remember that like years and years ago and we sat on like a panel and they were asking yeah. all these different questions about adoption and what it's like having white parents and all this kind of thing and I remember looking on the audience and like a ton of people have these like little chocolate babies with them and I was like so <laughs> cute like, yeah so. so um it was that adoption conference down at the convention center and um they it was like a panel for children who are in interracial adoption yeah. scenarios yeah and we got to sit on the panel and I think I was like 12 I don't know yeah what we were little me on the panel we were really really small and I was like why us like put mom up here but yeah to hear but from us. <laughs> I think it's really cool though that like and the room was packed I mean there it was, was it was it people was were packed. taking pictures and everything I remember that yeah and women had notebooks so. out and were like writing down what we were saying yeah and, I think that that's amazing for like a birth mom to be like, Hey, I want to go learn more about how to be the best parent I can be to this child well, who's, you know, I, not the same color as me. And, right. and I would think, I think it would make amazing. them more comfortable, right? Like if I was yeah. a white lady wanting to adopt a chocolate, I would probably want to go to a conference <laughs> and be like, okay, so this mother's done it. Like I see that it's worked out. Okay. And that would probably give me a peace of mind that like, I'm going to go ahead and go through with it and not be so afraid to go you know, to, to take that direction. So I think that would help yeah. me just seeing it, just seeing that it, that it can work. So I have a question for you. Yeah. Would you consider interracial adoption for your family? Because you and your husband are both black. Absolutely. So it, you would, you would, oh yeah. I think we talked about this yeah. actually. You and I, I, yeah. So, uh, he and I want to do, um, adopt from Asia if we can from like Korea. 
do an international adoption. Yeah, that would be really cool. So That's Korea awesome. or Japan. But we'd love to take any child that that fits with us as well, even yeah. if it's in the U.S. But yeah, we're definitely open to that. So absolutely. I have. That's awesome. That's yeah. amazing. I have recently felt like I need to maybe adopt through foster care. I don't know why, but I've had just this like feeling like I'm like what what's going to happen for my adoption scenario is when my kids are a little bit older, I would foster a child who's maybe a little bit older, mm-hmm. like um, ten like or eleven, old? maybe a pre, like ten or eleven, maybe a preteen even. Yeah. And that would be interesting. Just because I feel like we were so lucky that we were adopted as infants and that our, our path through adoption was pretty smooth and wonderful and filled with so much love. And I know there are so many kids that that doesn't happen for. And so if I could bring in a child who maybe had a different start than I did and give them a home and give them a second chance at that scenario, yeah. I think that like for whatever reason, I just feel like, you want to know what it was? There's this YouTube video. I have to send it to you. It's an ad for something. And it's this like... <laughs> It's this, like, beautiful Latino family, and they bring in this, like, teenage black boy into their home to foster him, and he walks in and he sees, like, a wall of their family pictures, Yeah. and there's, like, a family picture of all of them together in the middle, and then, you know, it kind of shows him, like, getting used to the family and seeing his new room and, like, starting to warm up to them, and then he comes in the house from school one day, and they've changed the picture to a family picture that includes him. And he just walks into the kitchen and hugs the mom, and they both start crying. And That's I was like bawling. <laughs> I was, I was like ugly crying in my bed, like, ooh, ooh, like <laughs> sobbing. And I was like, I, like, it was just so, like, it's so dumb that it was a YouTube video that made me feel this way. But I totally was like, that is something I feel like I could do and need to do for somebody because we were really lucky, and I know that there are kids out there who aren't as lucky, you know? Well, and if you can provide a better life for a child, I say go for it, and I feel like your intentions are correct. Like, I know some people just do it just to do it, but I think you know better, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I think you're good to go. For sure. On that. I, don't I, know. I, I support it. Yeah, and you do hear a lot of, like, horror stories about adoptions that go wrong or kids that adopt kids people that adopt kids for the wrong reasons and I will say that I feel like those situations can go wrong when they are older because there's a huge disconnect there already like if they're older and they're teenagers because obviously again we're adopted at birth that's what we know that's you know we were loved and all that kind of stuff and then you and then you get a you know 14 15 year old person and it's just like it's it's, I think it'd be weird for me I don't think I would I think that's when I would have been searching for my real parents because I don't think I would have felt included, even though I may have been included, but it's, I don't think it's the same at all coming oh, yeah. from a I teenager mean, and then, you know, being adopted at birth. That's a whole different thing. <laughs> whole yeah. Different I'm sure. I'm sure that it would be like incredibly difficult and you have no yeah. idea what that child has been through and all those types of things. So but I just feel like, I don't know, for whatever reason, I just feel like it's that their name's supposed to go on. And, but I like, I work with kids for a living and yeah. um, like psychology was my passion and all of that kind of stuff and child development and all that jazz. And so I think that it's something that I would like enjoy the hard parts. Not that I would like love that it was hard, but like, I think I would like yeah. working through the hard stuff just because that's yeah. like what I like to do. But if you're not someone where that's something you want to do, then definitely don't do it because I imagine that it's going to be so difficult but it's yeah. what I want to do someday I mean you can handle it I, I mean totally so I know yeah. the type of person you are I think you'd be really really good 
Yeah, so. I think so. Fabulous. <laughs> oh my goodness, we've been talking for 30 minutes. I know. Can we end it? Yes. Sorry, listeners. Okay. But this was a good episode. Okay. <laughs> it was. Thanks for listening to us ramble about our adoption. Yes. Go adoption. Yes. Ado- <laughs> I was going to say adoption.com, but we're not even on that website. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Amazon. You don't just get to like, shipping <laughs> to your doorstep. Well, and, I, I will tell you this last when I So one of my favorite cartoons was Dumbo when I was little. And I, you know how they deliver babies in a Stark, like with the Stark. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, that's how I came. And I thought that's how they just did it. I'm like, so when's the start coming to drop off the baby on the front porch? Oh, (laughs) I'm terrified of birds, like big birds especially. So that one, I would have never had kids if it was giant birds delivering them. So that kind of got to me a little bit. But I was like, but it's Dumbo. I love this movie. So (laughs) must be true. um okay all right all right you guys guys for listening yeah we'll be back next week either on sunday or monday haven't decided yet we're just taking it a week at a time (laughs) all right you guys thanks for listening to episode four have a good bye guys bye